Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today I want to share some brand new, well, new to me, research that has come out that I think is germane to the podcasting industry, specifically the podcasting consultancy that I have, where I talk mostly to business podcasters or professional service providers who podcast, people with a business objective. This new Information that came out is um, about learning. So I'll give you the I'll give you the rundown very very quickly on this experiment. Scientists plugged a bunch of electrodes into monkeys' brains. Ah, sorry, they did, and they then tested these monkeys to to see how their learning centers of their brain were working. And basically, it was a pretty simple thing. They had monkeys do a, a series of tasks, sometimes repetitive tasks, sometimes random tasks, and they rewarded them with food. Nice except for the whole electrodes in the brain stuff. And what they found is that when the monkeys could predict the pattern, if I do these things in this order, I'm going to get food, most likely. The learning centers of the brain shut off. Once they were in a routine, and they could tell what the routine was, their learning centers of their brain shut off. But for the monkeys that were getting the random things here and there, they were trying to figure out the puzzle their learning centers of their brain stayed activated. Nifty, cool. What the hell does that have to do with podcasting, Evo? Well, here's what I think it means. Again, this is for people who have podcasting as a business, either podcasting their business, or they found a way to, to utilize the podcast life, life, goodness. They've used a way to, <laughs> to, to capitalize on podcasting and make it something that leads to business outcomes. Okay, so if you're doing that, you're probably not putting out a show for purely entertainment purposes, which is a valid reason to have a podcast. But most of my clients aren't just trying to be entertaining. They're trying to get people to do something, which means you need those learning centers of their brains activated, your listeners. Okay, okay. So that's that's the impetus of why we're talking about this. But here I think of the takeaways for that podcaster, probably business, but anybody really who has a podcast and to understand what you could do with this information. One is on the consumption side, right? Because you are a podcast listener too, am I right? You listen to podcasts. If you have a podcast, you probably listen to podcasts. And you probably should listen to more podcasts. That's the takeaway from this lesson. Listen to more podcasts, but not just the same kind of podcast you produce. So if you're doing a business-focused interview show, like many of my clients are, of course you should listen to those types of shows. But you should be a little more curious than that. Listen outside of your comfort zone, which is kind of what this whole survey was about, this whole paper that I read. 
led scientists to the conclusion that if we get outside of our comfort zone, we continue to learn. The great thing about the podcasting environment is there are lots and lots of different podcasts out there, people doing completely different things, experimentations with audio, things with the sounds that you hadn't even considered. And I encourage you as a consumer of podcasts because you're also a creator of podcasts to go find things outside of your comfort zone to listen to. But while you're doing that, don't just listen. Definitely listen, but don't only listen. Take the time to do things you don't normally do. Like if you're a client of mine and you're wondering why on earth I enforce a very strict structure to your microdata, experiment. Click through on some of those episodes of your own, or even better yet, on the podcast that you listen to. When there's a link in the show notes on your phone that leads you to the episode's webpage, do it. While you're there, examine what this site is doing. How do they have things laid out? How are they presenting the information? Where do you find the subscribe buttons? What do they have listed? And I'm saying to do this not by taking copious, no copious notes so you can copy them, but so that you can learn what they're doing. You can explore and be creative and keep your mind on and activated. You might find some great ideas. You'll find some terrible ideas, I promise you. But you might find some things you hadn't yet uncovered. So be curious as a podcast consumer. Make sure that you are outside of your own comfort zone so that you are continuing to learn. Now, there's also from the production side, the producer of content, even if you're like my clients, mostly are just host and they let me do all the production. But even if you are super into it and detailed and you do everything on your own, you can also learn from this study. And that is, we don't want, again, we're assuming we're making content that is not just pure entertainment put on in the background. And in fact, lots of studies have shown that's not how people tend to listen to podcasts. It's a lean forward environment. Even if it's entertaining, it is still very much lean forward and low. But what I want to talk about, the tip I want to give to that to you for this particular topic on your producing is make sure that you're not producing something that is too predictable. Now, I need to stop right now and say it is very important that your show, your episodes follow a consistent format week after week. Spur surprising your audience with a completely new format all the time is a bad idea. Take it from me, the guy who changes his show's format every 30 episodes. Don't don't be like me. This is, I'm not I'm experimenting. I'm doing I'm weird. That's not what you're doing things for. But while I think it's important to have a same consistent flow and format, you need some things in there to pique the interest of your audience. Maybe it's a new segment. Maybe it's a different, not a different bed music because you want to apply, you want to have the same branding and consistency when it starts. But maybe you do use some interesting audio cue in the middle that you hadn't done before. Maybe you just change it up enough to where you keep your audience, not guessing, but 
not being complacent, where you turn their brains on those active learning centers because you've done something different, not radically different. Like don't go from, uh, you know, 14 minute long interview to nothing but a bunch of sound effects that you recorded on your own. It would make no sense. Don't, don't be crazy, but just do something that changes enough that it makes the content interesting, which keeps somebody's brain active and engaged. You're pushing their listening outside of their comfort zone, not by giving them challenging, hard words and you start dropping F-bombs all the time. No, 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 no. It should and can be much, much more subtle than that. Produce, make, make your clients wonder, not your clients, make your listeners wonder what you're going to do next week. If you want to be really avant-garde, you can change up the format, but I don't, I don't think you should. I think that for especially business clients, who are trying to build their audience, you need a certain amount of routine. Routine is good. Routine is not bad. But it shouldn't just be the same thing you did last week over and over and over again. Same format, same container, if you will. But mix up, and not just with your guests, but mix up the content you deliver. That'll keep people interested. That's what science says we need to keep the learning centers of our brain active. And I want your learning centers active so that you subscribe to my show, right? So I think about this stuff all the time. And if you need somebody in your corner who's also thinking about the future and what science has to say that we can apply towards podcasting, uh, contact me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Check out the website, podcastlaunch.pro. I launch podcasts. Surprise. It's what I do. Get in touch. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org 
provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.